People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, I'm Cheryl Besner, your certified relationship and communication coach and host of Pillow Talk with Cheryl. I'm inviting you into a safe, respectful, and loving place where we will have an intimate conversation about life, love, and lust. I'm here today in the home of my special guests, Carol and David, who are the creators of the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And I'm feeling nice and relaxed. And I invite you to get comfortable. Grab a pillow if you want. Cuddle up to your beloved. Or hell, it can even be your trusted companion. Mine's at home today, Jersey. But it's all about coming together. The feeling of security, authenticity, and openness is what I create whether I'm working with clients, facilitating one of my signature get-up-to-date-on-life retreats, or sitting here with you each week. And I hope you will participate in the conversation and stay to the end of the show, as that's where I'm going to share some of your stories. This is the show about relating, dating, and mating, and how to do the dance of love without tripping over your own two feet or stepping on someone else's toes. I use dance as a metaphor. Think of a conversation. You take a step forward, your partner takes a step back, and then they take a step forward, and you take a step back. The time goes and the dance becomes a flow. But what happens if you don't realize you like the same dance? Well, that's why determining your own lifestyles, values, and goals are important before you hit that dance floor. And today's show is about jealousy, an emotion that will cause you to feel like you have two left feet. We won't just discuss the perils of jealousy as that serves no purpose to you. And I'll be offering you some simple exercises you can put into action today that will help you work through this emotional roller coaster that destroys relationships. So coming up, you're gonna meet Carolyn David, the host of The Sexy Lifestyle, and please stay connected to the end, as that's when I'm gonna share some truly intimate, sweet whispers of inspiration, thoughts from my heart to yours for the coming week. And I look forward to spreading love with you right here and now. And if you need any more support, please don't hesitate to call. 844-744-SOLO, or you can reach out to me at CherylBesner.com. Pillow Talk with Cheryl starts right here. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. How do you feel about a non-monogamous lifestyle? Does it sound enticing? Are you worried about what others might think? Your questions are answered on Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. It's a discussion about the swinger lifestyle, non-monogamy, sex, sexuality, and where it all fits in. All we ask is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind, and you will find your desires and fantasies can come true. Tune in to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, 
we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own throes of passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. So we are back. I'm Cheryl, your relationship coach and the host of Pillow Talk. And today we are talking with an incredible company who is going to be joining the conversation. That centers around a lot of emotion that some couples experience and some individuals experience on their own. And the topic is jealousy and how we can circumvent that feeling because it is such a negative thing that enters in our life and really can destroy relationships. First, let me introduce you to Carol and David. They are the creators and the hosts of The Sexy Lifestyle, the show, as well as the creators of The Sexy Lifestyle Network, where we are right now. Welcome to the show, Carol and David. Thank you, Cheryl, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here and to be part of this and to be able to reach out and to so many people to inspire and educate and also entertain. It's all about bringing a new sense of found love and creation on what relationships are and how we can communicate with each other. It is, and with the Sexy Lifestyle Network and the sexylifestyle.com, we're all about creating a sexual evolution. And you definitely have a lot of things to bring to our village with respect to relationships and the amazing coaching that you do. And your oh. message is wonderful. We love it. Everyone's going to be listening to your show for sure. Oh, thank you so much, guys. So let's let's find out a little bit about you. So everybody knows my story, and I've been sharing it over the last few weeks and months. But now I really want to focus in on the two of you because I find that so many people are stuck in what is a relationship and how should it be and the conformity of it to society or to what our parents tell us it should be when we're younger and then what our friends are doing and how that influences us. But you two really live by what I talk to all my clients about, and that's about developing and creating and designing your own love life. And you two certainly did this the second time around, right? Second time around. (laughs) It's our chance of redoing it. And we really made a conscious effort to learn from our mistakes in the first marriage. So, From the first day we got together, we decided 
Number one, we're going to be open and honest about everything. Whether you like it or don't like it, I'm going to say it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it out, deal with it, and move on. So that was kind of our number one. You think rule. we should tell everyone that your wife, ex-husband, is married to my ex-wife? I, I was going to say, you know, you know, and 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 that uh, that's one of the things that we can touch on later on as far as the topic of today, which is all about jealousy mm -hmm. and what that instilled. Because I'm sure it must have evoked certain emotions within the two of you when you found out that your husbands and wives kind of got together with, without you knowing about it. Yeah. And, but, but look what happened. Uh, absolutely. Right? You know, you, you think you're, the day you get dumped is the worst day of your life, but really looking back 13 years, it was the best day of our life. Right. And, and that's always about, you know, what I was talking about earlier about regret. You know, don't regret things. Learn from them. Move it forward and then make it happen for yourself. So you two certainly made it happen mm -hmm. for yourselves. Mm -hmm. So let's go back again. So you're, you're married to other people. So, you find out they're yeah. having an affair. They weren't having an well, affair, actually. They, they weren't, there was no cheating going on. They were getting close and falling in love. And because we were couple friends. Right. So we knew each other and hung out together. We kind of saw what was going on with them. That was not really behind our back. So that was, I just want to make that very clear. Uh, we saw what was going on and it was obvious things were happening. And yes, it is cheating just the same. It's emotional cheating. Um, you can't fall in love with somebody else when you're married and it's not cheating. They're, they allow themselves to fall in love. There is some type of cheating going on. So pause there for a second. What did that feel like as an individual watching your partner and your partner grow closer it was very different and weird, totally uh, strange, but it was not, um, I don't even know how to describe it. I know you want to know what we felt, but it was so obvious, like they weren't trying to hide it. Everybody noticed it. And so, um, yes, there was plenty of discussion saying, this is not the right, you can't be doing this. This is, you know, you're a married person. This is not the right thing to do. However, I guess they just couldn't help themselves. And, and our marriages were basically at the end. They were boring. They were stale. We were really not having any sex. So, you know, on, from the outside, you know, when you go with your friends, we might have looked like a healthy, fun couple, but the meat and bones of our relationship was gone, and it was just time. You know, um, you know, relationships really, if you don't put in the time and effort and work at them, which I don't think we did properly looking back now and knowing what we know now, um, they, 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 they go away and, and it's like a, like a garden you have to water it and you have to feed it and you have to take care of it and relationships are hard work and, and I don't think we work hard enough at our relationships certainly not and I wouldn't even say they were at an end because I don't think any relationship is really at an end Correct. unless you've done everything possible to reconnect with that partner that has just drifted away then you can say okay you're an at an end and it's just not going to work but we didn't even get to that stage they, this kind of happened before we were able to, I guess, fix our relationship or even try to repair it. And so the, re the reparation never happened because they had moved on and that, without us. And that's one of the reasons we started up the Sexy Lifestyle in our talk radio network, because we believe that people don't know what they don't know. And if they listen to experts like yourself and the other 20 hosts on our show, and hopefully we'll have 50. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We're hoping that people are going to get information that'll open up dialogue and let them talk about things that they normally don't talk about and not get to the point where their relationship's going to fail, where they're going to have a divorce or, or, or be in a 10-year relationship and say, you know what, I've had enough of you. 
Because most relationships, if you're in it with your best friend, you should be able to have a great relationship for a long time. And relationships are hard work. You know, you're talking about like watering the flower. And especially when it comes to a love relationship and wanting to have a sexual uh, commitment and, and have fun with it. I look at it also as stoking the fire, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to keep prodding that fire for those flames to reignite. Otherwise, it just does go down. And, and sometimes it is about provoking each other to go forward. And sometimes it's provoking each other to go forward alone mm-hmm. Sometimes right? it is, and yeah. you have to just go with that heat you have to go with where the flame takes you and, and the way i look at it is that your fire you have to continually put wood on the fire when you stop putting that wood on the fire no matter how much you provoke it it will never spark again so that's kind of where i'm saying and that's also even both partners have to take turns putting that wood on the fire because you could have kept trying to put wood on the fire Mm -hmm. of your relationships but it doesn't mean that the other person would have stepped into into the heat of that that fire and sex is such an important part of a relationship that you need to talk about sex you need to do it in different places (laughs) and you you talking about sex doesn't mean i want to fuck you it's about what you want to do, your fantasies, your desires, uh, boundaries that you want to look into. And, you know, if you don't have that conversation and you start looking somewhere else because of the excitement of fucking someone else or playing with someone else, that's cheating and that leads to a breakup in a marriage. But we believe, looking back on our divorce, that if we would have put in the time and effort, we might have not gotten divorced. I mean, I'm very happy because I'm with my <laughs> best friend. Is, that's, that's, that's part of the belief in what is meant to be. Right. And you sure. both ended up where you were supposed to be, but you also did it a lot because you supported each other through it. Yes. Right. You had communi- communication yes. while you were each going through your divorce yes. with each other. And it seems that also with your partners, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. past partners, and you were able to bring that and learn from it. And that's, again, part of not having those regrets is not dwelling in what was. Right. But regret is about moving forward and taking the things that you've learned so that you don't repeat again. And what you two have learned, it seems, is to keep stoking that fire and to take turns putting that wood and we the learn, flame. And we learn every day. You know, couples were swingers and couples that we know who've been in the lifestyle, been married 25, 30 years, they're always learning. And that education is what stokes that fire. It's what keeps it going because they're always communicating and talking about what's new and what they've learned and what they've seen and what's not really working in their relationship. So that communication, especially about sex, is so important. A hundred percent. And I want to keep touching on that. As we go to break, when we come back, because I want to express a little bit more about the jealousy that can come, especially when you see your partners veering away and going away when you might want to hold them back. So we're going to find out from Carol and David from The Sexy Lifestyle exactly what helped them keep it all together, keep the fire burning together as they walked into this new relationship and created the lifestyle and the love style they want right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Sexy is back and we've got it going on all the time here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening 
listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. So we're here in studio with Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Network and the show right here on this network that they host every single week. And we are talking about jealousy. I also just want to take a fast second to remind you that you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. You can get to it through CherylBesner.com. All my social media is there. Every week, we are here to give you insights and inspirational thoughts on how you can love and communicate better at all times. That's the ultimate goal, constant communication with the people around us, whether it's our kids, our lovers, our work uh, compadres. So it's really great to be sitting here talking to you two about jealousy. And I want to kind of get into that a little bit because especially the two of you coming from the swinger lifestyle, I'm sure a lot of that can come up for some individuals, but it doesn't seem to grasp either of the two of you in this. So, David, do you want to talk to us a little bit about why you think that doesn't interfere in your relationship? Well, one of the biggest reasons, I mean, jealousy exists all the time. 100%. All the time. Uh, But one of the reasons that we don't have issues with jealousy is because we talk so much. We talk about what we like, what we don't like. When we're in a swinger situation and we're in an orgy and there's a whole bunch of things going on. When it's done, we're always checking in saying, I like this, I didn't like this, why'd you do that? And for the next event, we learn from that. And even when we're walking down the street and I see a cute girl or she sees a cute guy and we look at them, we're always talking. We're not like, don't look at her, don't look at him. We have look that, at them together even. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. that open discussion where you're not wondering what the other person's thinking. And that that piece of jealousy that's that's inside everybody it, it's a fleeting moment because you know you're with your best friend you're with your best lover you're with your best fuck because that's the person you go home with when you come out of an orgy you know if something's not working our favorite is foursomes and morsums if something's not working you step back and you go home with the person that you love and you have great sex with them it's an orgy is like going to a party we just happen to do it naked and have lots of sex, <laughs> right? I want, to, I want to clarify something that you said because you said, you know, jealousy exists, you know, for everyone. And it, the fact is, it's an emotion that is in each person. It's whether or not we get triggered mm-hmm. to act on it. Correct. And, and the reason that some people don't act on it and get triggered is because they feel very secure in themselves. You know, jealousy a lot comes from your own insecurities in certain realms of your life. And I think that's a very important thing for people to understand. And there's a difference between jealousy and envy as well. And a lot of people, when they are jealous, they put it in a box. Right. And they put it over here and they never deal with it. And it festers and it grows and it festers. If we have something that's not right or I do something wrong or I do something, I do lots of things. <laughs> well, according to Carol, you do everything wrong and she does everything right. I heard the other day on the show with you because uh, I was on your show the other day. Yeah. So, so, the, so the fact that you just said about putting it in the box, here's the other thing is you're not only just putting your jealousy in a box, you also put a person in a yeah, box. Sure. They are the 
the, the fallout of your jealousy because mm -hmm. if Carol's jealous of you, it may not have anything to do with you actually being at fault here. Right. I mean, it could be. Some people are jealous with things that are happening in their life and they have reason to have a jealous feeling as how they're going to deal with it. If somebody is cheating, for instance, there can be a yeah. sense of jealousy. Um, again, how you deal with it. But you're taking a person with that emotion and that person can have a hard time dealing with that jealousy. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And we also talk about jealousy as being... Um, if, you're, if you are a jealous type person, there's no way you could be in the lifestyle anyway. So the fact that we are not, or we are secure with ourselves enough, I'm secure with David, he's secure with me. We entered into this new lifestyle, which is the swinging lifestyle that we follow, um, as people who are not very jealous. But if you're that type who gets triggered easily, you can never be in the lifestyle ever. It's interesting because I had somebody who was talking to me about the fact that they were in a open relationship mm -hmm. and in conversation it ended up that was actually happening and that was because of her insecurity within the relationship they weren't actually in an open relationship he was being open and doing what he wanted but she never like stepped out but did she know about another. it well she knew about it but didn't know about it. and Or it's more that she knew about it, but she didn't really want it. Yeah. So that's where that, that open relationship is really just a swinging door. And that door is going to slam back in right, your face every have, single time. They don't have a healthy relationship. They're not able to talk about their wants and needs and desires. And if he has a need to have a threesome and she says, no way, well, they need to talk about where that middle ground that's good for him and for her. But her closing her eyes and letting him do what he wants to do is not helpful. That's doomsday. No, yes, for sure. That's mm -hmm. on its way down a sliding hip. Help. A sliding hip. <laughs> yeah, and a hip. <laughs> it could be over your hip. Speaking of your hip, Carol, you know, it's interesting that your Instagram shows a lot of pictures of you there and um, less of David. <laughs> and that has to do a lot with social media and consumer yes. and, and how they... Society, yeah. The society yeah. and what they're taking from it. But it's also interesting how when you do see the pictures of the two of you on the Instagram account, it's, it's on your life, yeah. you know, sexy lifestyle Instagram account, that... When David's with you, he's peacocking. Like, uh -huh. his chest is out. Like, it's like, yeah, she's mine. Uh -huh. And yet, in a lot of them, you're very exposed, yes. you know? So, speak to if there's ever a jealous moment, if you weren't there, and let's say a picture was taken of somebody else seeing Carol and seeing their expression and you wouldn't be in the room because normally you're beside her taking that well, picture. Actually, yeah, but what happens if you're not pictures. there? You know, it's not very relevant because I know that Carol takes those pictures for her. She loves being sexy. She loves dressing up. If social media allowed it, those pictures would be naked and we didn't <laughs> worry about people taking them and using them on other profiles on other dating sites. But she works very hard. We go to the gym five times a week. She works hard, looking amazing like she you does. You both look amazing. Thank I mean, you. and that's why part of me says, why isn't David out there spreading his <laughs> stuff more? I, I'd like to see those abs. <laughs> sure, a lot of you ladies would like to see those abs. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's not me saying, babe, put on these clothes, put on these heels. I'm going to take pictures. We're going to put it up on social media so we can get lots of followers. It makes her feel strong it makes her feel sexy like empowered to do what i want to do so mm -hmm. that's really the feeling that i get 
And sure enough, people do consume it. They love it. And you get the comments, you get the likes, and then you just do it more and more and more. And that's how and the remember, it grows. There are days when there's no way in hell she's letting me take a picture because <laughs> she's not feeling great. She's tired. You know, when you go through 365 days in a year, you have your ups, you have your downs, you feel sexy, you feel tired, you feel out of it. And unfortunately, people don't put those pictures up on social media. Right. Social media is, is really happy times and good times and it's fun the times. vogue of your it life is, it is, <laughs> it's yeah, your vogue is. moment and going back to that it's not that he, he does not feel jealousy when people are looking at me i wish i'm proud i show yes. yeah and i wish i could put more pictures up of him that he would actually get the interaction and and the response similar to me but and it's just one of those i don't, I don't forget what you call that when it's a double standard double standard yeah well i want to focus for a second on what we were just talking about and in reference to the jealousy and you you know feeling comfortable with who you are your sensuality your femininity because this is one of the things that will help you out there think about this when it comes if you have a moment of jealousy if you're feeling jealous about your partner and bring it back to yourself then maybe you're not feeling confident enough about yourself and that's something that you have to instill in yourself and Here's a tip. One of the ways to do that is doing exactly what Carol does. If you're a woman and you're a little bit jealous about the way your man looks at another woman, well, maybe you're feeling insecure about who you are. Jealousy often reflects about how you're feeling about yourself. So take some time. Take some private time. Get yourself some sexy lingerie. Put on some heels. And I, I, you might say, oh, that sounds so like a chauvinistic approach. No, because it's not about the man looking at you. It's not about somebody else looking at you. This is about you feeling good about you. And the more you empower yourself to feel good about you, to feel that sensual part of you. I'm not talking sexy. I'm talking sensual, getting down, getting to the heart of who you are, strutting around and feeling that will trigger more confidence. It will trigger that security that will slowly penetrate and dissolve that feeling of jealousy. Right. And you don't even have to do it in public. No, no I was, do it in private. Right. Yeah. I was going to even suggest, and I know we have a friend who does uh, boudoir photography, and when they, whenever he has a client who's a very timid type woman who wants to do it and maybe she got it for a gift or whatever, and she, he takes these photos of her in sensual positions for her own private use, mm -hmm. not for posting on social media. It turns out that it's such an empowering moment for her when she sees the beautiful pictures that come out of it because he knows the lighting and he knows how to touch them up. And, and then you see yourself, this is how you actually look. It's mm -hmm. so empowering. So exactly that effect happens, even if you just do a boudoir shot for yourself. And let's face it, that sexy feeling might come from you inside wearing a cutoff sweatshirt. Maybe you're the sporty girl and it's a cutoff sweatshirt. I'm saying, think about what makes you feel sexy, male or female, and then play with that on your own, in the privacy of your own home. Get used to it and then start to own it. Put it in there, just like you do. Right. <laughs> but we, we talk about all day foreplay and it's the same thing when Carol starts getting dressed sexy, whether we're going out or we're having a date night at home, her, she, her pussy gets wet. She's getting excited. She's getting turned on because it's all part of the experience. Mm -hmm. And she's 
Like, this is feeling comfortable for me. This is feeling sexy for me. We're going to have a great time at the end of the evening. We're going to fuck. We're going to have great sex. But it's not just about the sex. It's the whole experience, the whole event of the evening that you're putting together. And it might even start in the morning and you put a little note in your uh, partner's lunchbox or bag or sex them or text them. And that keep starts that, that feeling with me anyways. Day. It starts it and it just continues all right. day long. Well, that, that's the bond that will help eliminate some of the jealousy between the couple, For right? Sure. And, but you, it all starts with your own sense. Right. And you have Absolutely. to feel really secure and, and, again, to help you conquer the emotions that can totally destroy a relationship. Absolutely. You have to kind of get over that hurdle of that jealous nature that lies within all of us, but for some of us, it's there. And when it does rise its head and pop up, even once or in a fleeting moment, you have to look into it and say, what was it that made me feel that way? And how can I avoid that in the future? So do you have a jealous streak? Don't label it. Do something about it. This feeling, it can be stopped. And I have some tips on how you can do it further than the ones that we just discussed here. So stay with us because we're going to keep on talking about love, life, and lust right here on Pillow Talk with Carol and David and me. Discover. Explore and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are still discussing jealousy and the, the effects of jealousy on a relationship here with Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And they have an incredibly beautiful, sexy relationship that they share. And it involves swing, which a lot of people would think of, wow, I could never handle that. Totally too jealous. But that doesn't exist for the two of you within this relationship. Well, we actually found the swinging lifestyle two years after we met. So we've already been together. And of course, we talked about how we wanted to have a better relationship this second time around as our second chance of doing it right. So after spending two years together and really developing our relationship, we were actually very strong um, and secure. And when we discovered the swinging lifestyle, we were actually ready to try it. So there's five steps in keeping jealousy from ruining a relationship. And one of them is about sharing your feelings. So how did the two of you do that? How did you share your feelings to not have that jealous reaction? I guess we share everything and our feelings is part of what we share. We share our thoughts, we shared our lives, we shared our experiences. Uh, we both had very, uh, uh, I guess, taxing jobs at the time when we first met each other. We traveled a lot, we were away a lot. So we shared those experiences with each other at the end of the day. And I guess the feelings and everything else that we had went along with it. But we talk about everything. And we, you know, a lot of people have sex, roll over, go to sleep, get out of bed, take a shower, go watch TV. We roll over and replay our sexual um, adventure, just the two of us. I mean, we have sex more often, the two of us together, 
than with other people. The swinging is just like people think when we're when you're a swinger, you're fucking all the time. Not true. Yeah, not no. true. Miss. I know you do miss all your shows, man. Absolutely. <laughs> we like to dispel a lot of myths, so it's and a myth. We, we talk about a lot of time, a lot of things that we do sexually. We work together. We're always communicating, and we fight. We have great fights. The other day, for the first time in 13 years, we had makeup sex. It was amazing. <laughs> it's good makeup but, sex. But Carol was listening to what I said, and I said I like makeup sex, and she said I didn't like it, and. We found this happy medium where she said, okay, today we have Well, he fight. joked many times on our show that we never have makeup sex. <laughs> we had the fight with no makeup sex. So last week I said, well, guess what? We're having makeup sex tonight. So, so but There we, was your date night in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's how we talk about everything. And when you can talk about everything, it avoids that jealousy. A beautiful girl walking down the street, I say, wow, look at her beautiful shoes. And Carol says, well, where, where can we go buy some shoes like that? And sometimes she says, I can never wear those heels. They're like eight inches. And she says, yeah, but we can wear them in the bedroom. So there's, there's that happy medium, that balance where we talk about stuff and outfits. And she says, wow, look at that guy's arms. I go to the gym and I work out even harder. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, so, and that's the difference between jealousy and envy. Envy is what somebody else has. You take that mm -hmm. because you're envious and then you want to bring it into your life. So that's great because you, you are actually talking about sharing your feelings you let go of things, well, you both let go of things from the past yes. that could have influenced you to be jealous. Another thing is you work on your self-improvement. Mm -hmm. So when you see somebody else's biceps, yeah. you go and work harder. Work harder at it, right? So these are all things that help you move forward and keep a positive, strong relationship, including taming your imagination. You're not constantly wondering what David's doing or what Carol's doing because you'll know because you're... Sharing everything. Sharing everything. And communicating. You're and, communicating and everything. And part of communication is listening. And, you know, when I say something, Carol might not react right away, but I'm sure over time at another opportune moment, she will do something that I might have said. If she did everything that I wanted. Uh, <laughs> we would, yeah, I don't think that's Carol we somehow. Would, we would have a swing and a pole and different you know, yeah. but we, we talk about it. And, and the last part about jealousy is knowing, knowing with every fiber of your core that it is destructive mm -hmm. to your relationship. So every time it rears its little head, do one of those things. Work on yourself. Work on the communication. Get rid of letting your imagination run wild with you, right? Mm. These are all things that the two of you obviously put into place daily and also know that you're with your best friend your best lover the best fuck in your life and that's the person who you are going to be with and every once in a while somebody says something or looks at something it's okay it's a fleeting moment you are with your partner right so how do you think somebody could handle a jealous partner like what tip would you give them david like if somebody is showing extreme jealousy, what would be one of the things that you would suggest that they help the other person with? Well, if you think someone is jealous of something that you've done, you need to ask them about it. What did I do that made you jealous? What was the trigger? What was the trigger? And then work through it. And 
you know, sometimes you don't think you did something that was wrong. We have a friend who went to Vegas and walking down uh, the the main boulevard in Vegas, and he was there looking at all the tits and all the beautiful things. <laughs> and there's a lot of it in yeah, Vegas. There is. There is. <laughs> That's the place. And they were there for a week, and they got home, and his wife wouldn't talk to him. And it took him a month to get it out of her, and she said, I wasn't comfortable with you looking at everything going on. Well, why didn't she say it while they were there the first time it happened? So bring it up, see, he didn't know she was jealous, and talk about it. What would you say, Carol? Well, I certainly think that as soon as you know, or if you have a friend who has some jealous tendencies, really work on why, okay, what is, again, what is the trigger, and looking back and self-reflecting, what could it possibly be that's uh, making you feel jealous about your, your spouse or partner, and actually telling them. I think it makes a big release when you tell somebody and you let it out, you're not holding in the shame, because you might feel a bit of shame that I'm jealous because he's doing that, and sometimes you know it's a stupid thing. Right. You know, I know I shouldn't be jealous, I'm sure he, I know he loves me, but that drives me crazy. And letting go of it and saying it out loud is a good step. It's a very important step. And another one that I want to throw out there is that if you are dealing with somebody who has a jealous nature, don't go from the negative and don't remind them that they're jealous. Instead, remind them of the positive Mm -hmm. things that you really appreciate about them. That positive affirmation will help mold the relationship into what you both really want in a relationship. What most people want is a healthy relationship. Don't go from the negative. Well, you're always doing this. So you're always doing that. What can I say? I want you to stop being jealous. No, no, no. Start reaffirming the person because maybe you are doing something that triggers it and together you can find a way to find a happy balance because that's what it's all about. So, I always like to give a little bit of something that you can practice at home. And this is something if you think you have a jealous nature or something's going on in your life that you feel jealous about. One of them is the assumption. One of them is possible alternative. And one is the actual fact. So the fact is, what is actually happening? What is the event that is triggering the assumption? So... My husband came home late last night. That's the fact. The assumption is he's having an affair. Mm. Write that down. The fact, the assumption, and then go through all the possible alternatives to what your assumption is. When you start reading through these things over and over again, today I was coming late to the studio. If I would have showed up late, it might have said, oh, she's not being respectful. Well, no, there were technical problems and that got me late. So you have to look at things at a whole as to what's really happening versus what's happening in your mind. And this exercise will help you do that over and over again. If you need any more help, also you can reach out to me, 844-744-SOLO. That is my love line. You can reach me or write to me at Cheryl at CherylBesner.com. Always here for you. Pillow Talk also includes every week, this is like the favorite part of my show, actually, or one of them, is the X-Files. And I, I want to kind of wrap up and see from the two of you if you want to share something about an X-File, like a funny story or something that happened on one of your past relationships? Well, we have two very long exes. <laughs> He's been married, was married 10 years prior. I was married 16 years. Do you have a story you Go want ahead. to tell? Go ahead. 
Um, I just, I was thinking about a story, but it's not really about jealousy. Is that okay? No, it's just uh, about anything about an ex, something um, that we can learn from. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that earlier that I, I remember this clearly and it's silly. Sometimes you have some little memories of a past experience that stay so bright in your mind and you wonder why and probably because I did need to learn from it. But I can recall one day when I was coming home with my ex-husband from the cottage and we had an event in the evening. So we dropped our kids off at the grandmother's house. We came home to change for the event and we were on our way out the door. However, we realized that this whole thing went very quickly, no traffic, no nothing. We had an extra hour to spare. And on our way back home, we said, oh my goodness, we have time for sex. (laughs) Perfect. In a busy life when we both traveled and the sex life that we had, believe me, we did not have sex very often. So this was an opportunity that came up. And so we come in the house and uh, I remember coming upstairs, getting on some lingerie and getting all myself, myself ready. And I kind of yell downstairs and I say, uh, I'm ready. Oh, yeah, hang on a second. And then he said, okay, hang on a second. I'll be right there. And, of course, he was downstairs on the computer. And I had no idea that that's what he was doing. But here I am upstairs waiting for him to come. So I gave him a few minutes. And um, then they're like, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I just have to finish this was the answer that he gave. And all of these thoughts came through my head that, you know, he doesn't, I'm not sexy, he doesn't want to have sex with me, he doesn't want me, and the whole idea... Prioritizing can fall into that. Right, and so I kind of felt really bad about that, and really what I wanted to express, and what I should have, is I and I said nothing. I said nothing, I just let it happen. I found that he didn't prioritize properly, he should have come upstairs, at least we had a, a magic moment together, which was lost, and at the end of the day... Um, I should have said something that, no, wait, this is much more important than your computer. And I didn't. And I really feel that any advice going out there is speak up. Uh, Otherwise, all those ideas that went through my head uh, just kept swirling around uh, and and festering. And at the end of the day, that was actually the last time I had sex with my ex-husband. And again, it's something that you were saying. Maybe you could have done things differently back then. So here's, again, what it comes down to. And that's why I gave this little bit of love work to work on on yourself is don't make assumptions, you know, go through, have that communication because it does leave so many areas of doubt within us. And I'm sure so many people can identify. I know I can identify with the story you just told it. it things like that happened to me with my ex, which finally drove me to say, yeah. no. And, and I will say that I did keep communicating to him on that. Coming up, as always, we will find out what makes you tick when it comes to your favorite romantic movies, as well as get ready, as I'm going to whisper some sweet nothings into your ears and share my heartfelt thoughts of motivation and inspiration for the coming week here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Thanks for tuning in and turning on with us. You'll find answers to all the questions you've been dying to ask about sex and sexuality from a resource you can trust. On the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network, you'll find amazing experts on love, sex, and relationships to guide you through the fun and fascinating complexities of human sexuality with a warmth and openness you'll love to hear. Let's create a sexual evolution together on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution 
here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. I'm Cheryl, and this is Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And we are sitting here with Carol and David, the hosts of the Sexy Lifestyle, and the creators of this network, the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And we've been having a great intimate conversation with you and all about life, love, and lust. And today's conversation revolved mostly around jealousy. And just before the break, Carol had shared a moment about something that happened in their past. It's something that we call the X-Files. And every week we share a story. And today was yours. Right. Right. I had a chance to talk about how I felt when my ex-husband didn't react and didn't join me in the bedroom as immediately as I expected. And that wasn't a nice feeling. No. And, and, and the whole idea was a lot of these things got into my head. I couldn't figure it out. And I did not express my feelings to him. And in the end, that kind of festered and it just kept going on and I didn't feel good about myself. And I should, I feel I should have spoken out. You should have. And, and the thing is that for a lot of us in that moment, we don't think about it. I know it happened to me. I was expressing that before. I had similar things that happened within my marriage. And, and that really starts to, as you said, fester and breaks it down. And um, I really appreciate you sharing that and I hope you'll share some of your x-files with us you can always reach me at cherylbesner.com or on Facebook and tell us some of your stories because we learn from each other Mm -hmm. right and we also learn there's no shame in having these emotions of past lessons we've learned and there's no shame in having made a mistake that you know going forward as we talked about Dave and I decided that we would learn from our past relationships and so we felt bad about it at the time, but we learned. And now we share everything, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You do believe. share everything. <laughs> <laughs> and not just with each other all the time, right? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Sharing the lifestyle. Right. And again, the lifestyle we're talking about it's is swinging the swinging lifestyle. lifestyle. So, and, and that was so important about jealousy because if they can manage, right, David, you can manage this connection and this beautiful love story between the two of you without the emotion of jealousy that is just so destructive that's a beautiful thing it absolutely is and in november we just decided we're going on the bliss cruise with wayne and his gang with uh, close to four thousand other naked swingers we're going to be leaving from port canaveral and it's uh, one of the largest swingers get-togethers in the world so thank god there's no jealousy happening here <laughs> So the last thing that I want to ask the two of you, uh, this is the portion of the show where even you have weighed in and told me some of your most romantic movies and how they inspire you. What is your favorite romantic movie? Do you share the same one? Oh, my goodness. Well, Carol's the romantic. She, she cries. She cries for watching Apollo 13 when they come back into the atmosphere. And after I know what's going to happen. She cries. So Carol's a crier, for sure. But, but go ahead. We have so many favorite movies, but we love comedies because, you know, we, we've been working Romantic on Romantic comedies. When Harry Met Sally? Oh, yeah. Okay, that right. orgasm yes. scene, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, we, we, we Actually, we were just in New York where the, we had a pizza called the, um, what was it called again? Uh, the Meg Ryan. The Meg the Ryan, Ryan pizza. Ryan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I mean, everybody loves that. And it's spurred on so many conversations for so many people about 
faking yeah. or and yeah. how to give a really good fake uh-huh. <laughs> as well uh-huh. of it. We still don't get why people think. You don't. And I was just yeah. about to say, it. I'm sure you don't get that. Some of the other people who wrote in, David Edwards said, a good year. It is not this place that doesn't suit your life. It is your life that doesn't suit the place. That's what he really felt about that. Erin Melinda Beaucaire, my producer, actually wrote that. <laughs> yeah. um, love actually, but so many people said the same thing. Yeah, uh, Emma Perry, Lolita. You don't know that one? Actually, they've done a remake either. Um, I, so Paul wrote The Adjustment Bureau, and he said, that might sound weird, but the romance is in how it feels very powerful and authentic to me, the kind of deep connection that I want to make. Oh, he's deeper than we are. That's yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then some people even wrote um, about The Notebook, uh-huh. which was a very powerful, very emotional yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, there's and Crazy love Stupid story. Love. Crazy Stupid Love. There's Forgetting Sarah Marshall. There's some great movies out there. Maureen wrote Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I they can go on and on. And here's Every the thing, Disney movie. Which what you comment, commented on is that with each of these movies, when you love them, you can watch them over and over and yeah. over. And I'll, I'll, bring up, I'll bring up one movie, which is the last episode of... Um, great. Um, I, uh, I, I can read your mind. I yeah. can read your mind. No, I can't. Go ahead. Great <laughs> Anatomy? No, 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 no. no. The book. The book. Um, oh, I don't know which one you're talking about. From the book club. They reviewed it. Oh, oh. okay. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Called The which, Book Club, that movie. Yeah, right? The Book Club. Which, so the book club was about them reading Fifty Shades of Grey, but I want to get into Fifty Shades of Grey because that was a love story. It was, yeah. And even though it was a kink BDSM movie, it showed how she was in control of the situation, even though she was the one being tied down and put through all the different red rooms, but it was really her who was driving it. So that was another great love yeah. story. And that showed so many women out there that they can drive their own sexual course, energy yes. and, and live their life. Anyway, I want to thank both of you for coming on and sharing all of this with us. And for more of The Sexy Lifestyle, you can listen to them right here on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. And they can also follow you for, on for The sure. Sexy Lifestyle. Sexy Lifestyle com. and Carol and David everywhere on social media. Just look us up. We're everywhere. And you'll see a lot of Carol <laughs> and not so much of David. You'll hear that we at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. And I guess there's a reason why she's so popular thank on you, Instagram. Thank you so much. Now, Every week, I also love to share something or answer a question from one of you. And this week, it was a question that came in, and a woman named Claire said, I feel a huge sense of regret as I think I lost the love of my life three years ago when I let an amazing man walk out of my life because I was too busy focusing on my job and getting ahead in my career. I am now 27 and feel like I am ready now, but will never meet the one. What should I do? And the first thing I'm going to tell you is don't live in regret. I mean, it sounds easy, but you got to work on that. So it's a useless emotion. And to move forward on that, you have to change your mindset because you're also mentioning the fact that, you know, I was focusing too much on that. So now you're in a good place in, in your time of life. Don't focus on the fact that I'm 27 and I'm worried. No, 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 no. I am 27. I now have my career and I can prioritize my relationship. So let's put that into your little bonnet and sleep on that one and speaking of sleep this is the time of the show where I want to get truly intimate and share a pillow talk with you and it's my special way of sending you some sweet whispers 
of inspirational thoughts from my heart to yours to encourage you for the coming week. And I hope these words will enlighten and encourage and empower you with an abundance of positive energy until we meet again next week. So I invite you, if you're even sitting with somebody, take a little space, go into yourself, become a little introspective. This is for you. And I'd like you to just take a deep breath and hear it. And if it triggers something in you, great. And if you want to close your eyes to listen to it, I invite you to do that too. This week, I invite you to be the wind. Feel the stillness in the air that's around you right now. Calm, soothing. There's no place to go except inward. Feel the air. Is it warming your soul, inviting you to stay in peace? Or do you feel it's chilling with anticipation of your tomorrows? Imagine your skin feels a slight breeze that tingles you externally or a great gust that shivers you from head to toe. The still air becomes a wind and that wind is determining your destination. Outside forces can move you around like an October breeze tossing fallen leaves without direction or it can keep you still as a boat whose sail has collapsed with the dying wind. Your journey is in the control of the elements around you instead of you determining your path. Are you ready to surrender to the wind? Give it power to determine your journey? We often talk of the wind beneath our wings, outside forces causing us to soar higher, faster, stronger, propelling us forward, that wind beneath our wings. But what if you can claim that wind and bring it inward, own it, find the wind within yourself and let it be your force. No more letting outside forces push you in different directions. You are truly in control of your journey and clear, focused destination. No matter which way or how hard the wind blows, you can stay steadfast on your path. You are the wind from the inside out. You alone can propel yourself. The wind inside of us all, that has to be awakened and claimed. Take that wind from outside and bring it inside. Your wind will grow stronger, faster, and from inside out, we will gracefully soar higher. We can decide when we want to move or when we want to rest. That wind has to exist and hit that sail for that boat to move forward. But if the wind, already ours, we cut through the waves of the ocean without a care in the world, if the wind has no longer breath of our wings, but inside we soar through the air because we are the master of our energy, our own wind, our own thoughts, our own desires. That powerful almighty within swirls and grows. You can decide today if you will be a soft summer breeze that just kisses your energy to a peaceful and calm or muster up the force of the strength of a hurricane. Maybe you let your air become a tornado that spirals you through the present moment with only intent to gather up and carry away its cyclone of all the negative things you no longer need. Make that tornado work for you. Make the calm of the summer breeze work for you. Make the crisp fall wind work for you. You control the elements. You control your flight. You control your sail. Own it. Your wind. You decide the journey. How fast, how slow. Which direction you want to go in. When do you want to stop and rest? Take flight now and be your wind. I hope that resonates with you. I hope it's something that can inspire you until we meet again next week. Because each week 
it's about inspiring ourselves to move forward. Each week, it's about giving ourselves something that helps us. And when we help ourselves, we grow. And when we grow, our relationships around us become stronger and stronger. So hold that thought and sit with it and play it back during the week. And mostly, I invite you to feel All our passions are about feeling. And I look forward to being here with you and spreading the love next week. And remember, you can always reach out to me, CherylBesma.com, or you can get to any of my social media platforms from CherylBesma.com. 844-744-SOLO is my love line. And remember, this week as always, keep it simple and stimulating because we all know it's all about the kiss. I'm Cheryl Besner, the host of Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. We'll be right back.